Welcome to the Fit for Life podcast, the show where we learn a bit more about being happy in the body we have, taking it one day at a time, one step at a time. I'm James, and this is Fit for Life. Episode 46, Injury Prevention. Now, this is not my first time talking about injuries and recovery from those injuries. Good news is I have dozens of scars, tweaks, tears, and broken bones to talk about, so I shouldn't run out of ideas anytime soon. And today's injury is brought to you by a lack of rest, severe overtraining, and ignoring the cues that I was not recovering properly. The good news is, this didn't happen recently. April is actually the 10-year anniversary of when I tore my right bicep, so uh, happy anniversary, I guess. I'll paint a picture of where I was at physically. My job was as a coach to a local high school and college track team. I would work with them to improve their performance, and then for anyone who wanted to stick around, I would work out with them. Weights, technique drills, speed drills, whatever. By the time I was done for the day, I was usually two to three hours of training on my clock. I'd eat, paying absolutely zero attention to my diet and nutrition. I'd eat a lot, by the way, and it was a lot of fast food. Oh, to be young and dumb again. I'd usually eat while driving to the climbing gym where I would spend the remainder of my evening hanging from my fingertips. Two to three hours of weighted climbing, fingerboards, hangboards, gymnastic rings. I was pushing my body to the brink, five to six days a week. I slept plenty, maybe eight to 10 hours of sleep a night and a nap in between coaching sessions. I weighed a whole 165 pounds and my body fat percentage was around or usually below 10%. So I think I looked pretty good despite feeling terrible, having major mood swings and depression. And if I had done a hormone panel, I'm sure that was a wreck as well. That was my routine from August to April. So about nine months, Hopefully that's painted enough of a picture to set up what happens next. It was near the end of the night coaching the kids. I was demonstrating a very simple one-arm drill for pole vault, which is what I primarily coached. And you just simply hang on. Jump into the pole vault pit and you hang on. That's it. It's such a basic drill, but that's the one that ruined my night. I jumped, I was holding on, and then I heard what sounded like hundreds of rubber bands snapping. Or I guess I felt it. I let go of the pole and rolled into the pit. I already knew what happened, and if the inability to raise my arm was any indicator, the balled-up mass of displaced muscle confirmed it. My bicep tore. Magically, there was no pain. I realize now I may have been in shock, but at the time, I think by staying calm and cool for the kids I was coaching, it made it hard for anyone to realize I was actually hurt. Okay, so this story is dragging on, and while I do like to hear myself talk, I'll skip a few things. I drove myself to the ER. Testing showed I still had the majority of my bicep tendon, enough that I wouldn't need surgery, but I have a very long recovery time with a lot of time spent with a physical therapist. And it was a long time, nine months I think. And even after that, it was another two to three years before I could really fully use it again. And maybe two more years before I trusted it again. All that to say, five years was the cost of learning one of the most valuable lessons in my life. Some injuries are completely unavoidable. They're just a part of the assumed risk you take with some sports. Concussions, sprained ankles, broken bones, torn meniscus, ACLs. As much as you try, there's still risk and you minimize that risk as best as you can. For chronic overuse and overtraining, the injury can sneak up on you. It could happen while you're doing a very basic warm-up drill. I was of the mindset that a little goes a long way, so a lot must go really far. And I always have a little worry that I'll make this same mistake again. Looking back, I think my biggest takeaway was to schedule my rest more appropriately. Not just sleeping each night, as I think I had plenty of sleep back then and currently get a lot of sleep, 
but accepting that there are limits to how much you can accomplish in a given day, week, or year. Even if all other factors are perfect, you can still find your limits. Now I plan in time, a week between cycles, a month at the end of the year. This time isn't just to get me out of the gym just because, it's to give my body time to heal, allow my connective tissue to catch up, adapt, and prepare to do it again. The downtime also helps me assess my nagging issues. The hope is that I can find a potential problem before it becomes a problem. The hardest part to remember, at least for me anyways, is that the rest and recovery are equally as important as the time I spend training. By prioritizing my recovery through sleep, nutrition, and time off, I'm giving myself the possible chance for success long term. With a vast number of tears, broken bones, concussions, and a whole plethora of other injuries, I think I can say with some certainty that I'm well versed in recovery. Albeit maybe as a slow learner who had to go over the same mistakes a couple of times to really drive the point home and make sure I learned that lesson. You can think of me like a shipwreck off the coast, warning other ships where the danger is. Maybe I don't know exactly how to get you where you want to go, but I can show you several ways I know don't work. And well, I think that's something. Thank you for taking the time to spend some of your day with me. Questions, comments, or anything you'd like to share, feel free to send me an email to livefit at fitforlifepodcast.com. Who knows? Maybe your question will end up in a future cast. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm James, and this is Fit for Life.